Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. Welcome to AB Cinema Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Adam. Today, Bailey is with me, as always. I'm Bailey. It is Tuesday, June 7th. And uh, before episode four comes out, Bailey and I thought we'd stop and talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three. And uh, we'll try to be a little more on top of it. Try to expect our reaction for episode four on Thursday. Uh, Bailey, what did... Let's just start really quickly. Initial reactions to Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three. What do you think? Um, This is a spoiler discussion. You've had a week to watch it now, so <laughs> catch up with the time. Um, Darth Vader was pretty phenomenal to see him back, like right off the bat too. It was just really fun to see him and to to see his fight with Obi Wan Kenobi. And I I don't want to like dig into that right now, but I just it was just really nice to see these two characters who have a past go at it again and and fight each other and the anger that. Oh, well, we'll talk more about it later, but. It was just, to me, this was one of the better episodes of the the half of the season that we've gotten so far. I like this episode as well. I They touch on things that I wish they delved more into. You know, I keep thinking about how before they started the show, one of the reasons they rewrote the script is because they felt it was too bleak. And I feel like, you know, Obi-Wan is kind of a perfect person to be bleak with. Especially in this time frame. And, you know, we'll see how the show plays out. But, like, they're hinting at things that I really want them to delve into. Uh, I love his interaction with Anna, with uh, with uh, Darth Vader. You know, Anakin Skywalker. So, that's, that's a highlight of this episode for me. Um, but, yeah, I just... I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm curious. So... What were you hoping was going to happen that they would delve deeper into? Well, I mean, do you want to talk about right now? Right, right now, because that's kind of your also your thing about the interaction between he and Obi Wan. Let's wait. Okay. Let's let's give the audience <laughs> some something to chew on later. Yeah. So I'll I'll just talk about Indira Varm Varma's character. Um, she was the the Rebel Empire. Um. She was the rebel undercover as an empire, uh, part of the empire. She was actually supposed to be a love interest, but they felt it would have been too much of a cliche for it. And I, I think it would have broken. Like, if you watch the Clone Wars, you would know that there technically is a love interest for Obi-Wan Kenobi. But he always refrains from acting upon it because it's not the Jedi way. And so, um, which is dumb. Those Jedi, the Jedi need to. I'm gonna, <laughs> as Luke said in the Last Jedi, um, that it just needs to end. The Jedi need to end. And I agree with that. Um, 
But I, I agree. It would have been too much of a cliche, like have him fall in love with the girl that rescued him and all of that. But I, I liked her character's performance. And there were a ton of Easter eggs in this little snippet scene with all the the rebels and the Jedi that had etched things on there. And I, I don't know all of the the things on there, but I'll just mention a couple of the Easter eggs. Uh, Quinlan Voss was the biggest one, who was from the Clone Wars. And his force power, like his unique force powers, that he can essentially see the memories of objects. And we kind of saw a glimpse of this in the live action format with Ray touching the Skywalker or Luke Skywalker's lightsaber in um, the Force Awakens episode seven. So that's kind of a tease at that, and that we might even see Quinlan Voss appear in live action shows. Like maybe he's going to be showing up in the first or second season of Andor. Um, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the High Republic logo was etched on the wall as well, which for those that don't know, the High Republic is, at the moment, strictly written material, and it takes place hundreds to thousands of years before the New Republic, which we are all familiar with from The Phantom Menace. And so um, that is like the original logo for the high republic which is very exciting um the other piece of news that was kind of interesting that we found out or scoop that i don't i don't know what to call it the easter egg no this wasn't it was right in our faces but obi-wan has a brother yeah and that that was that was kind of a big thing to drop in an episode that they may not answer in this season because who knows what's going to happen with that? What are your thoughts on all of these? Uh, well, first off, I think uh, the symbol that appears on the wall is the symbol of the Jedi Order, which is also why Reva sees it and is angered by it. Um, because, you know, it represents her past and her trauma and whatever we don't know what's going on with Reva. Um, whatever her internal conflict is, why she feels this way and this hatred toward the Jedi um, so that's one thing. Another thing, you know, like, I'll be honest, I don't really feel the need to delve into Obi-Wan's brother. Not because I don't think it's interesting, but because I feel like that gives him a story or, you know, that gives a little bit of like history and it deepens his character. But like, do we need to explore that far out? That's, that's for me. I'm like, I'm good without it. I thought it was interesting to hear and to note that like, this is what the Jedi did to him. Like, he know he doesn't know his brother. He doesn't know his you know his parents really. Like he has no idea. And because you know that's something that the Jedi forced upon him and inflicted upon him. And I just really liked that discussion and that kind of you know him being a little open, even though he's still hiding things from Leia, as we uh, find out throughout this episode. And that's why, honestly, that's why I'd be interested to see like a continuation of the series diving into that, like. Obi-Wan realizing that, like, the Jedi Order was not a great organization. Like, it, it took, it ripped people away from their families, children away from their families to raise them up to be monks that fight for order and peace. It would have been interesting if that was a bigger plot in this rather than let's rescue Leia over and over again. So, I think that would be a great plot. I think that was the plot of The Last Jedi. And then everybody hated it. So, you know. But 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked it though. So. <laughs> and you're right too. Maybe that's why I'm all for it. So well. <laughs> I don't think it fit in with canon because I did a rewatch of Empire Strikes Back recently within the past week. And when Luke is leaving Yoda to go to Bespin to see to save Han and Leia, Yoda's talking to him and saying, hey, like, you can't do this. You'll sacrifice everything. And Obi-Wan's ghost appears and also states, you know, you have to stay. You have to complete your training. So there's still very much of the mind of, like, you need to do this. And, you know, because it's the Jedi way to continue on the legacy, to become the Jedi master you need to. And so I think that wouldn't really fit in here. But, um, but I think, but again, I think it's just like, it's kind of something that he grapples with, even though he's not like 100% committed to like destroying the whole idea of the Jedi. I think at least so far and what's canonically been, we've seen, I think, because even in the Clone Wars, you know, I've read, I think there's a part where Obi-Wan states to her, to his love interest, you know, um, I was just waiting for you to say it and I would have left. But, you know, he, he out of his own will feels this obligation to follow the rules that were set before him, you know? I think it would be interesting, but I, I don't know. It may just be because I do like The Last Jedi and what it stood for. And I can see how that would be bothersome to some people. But, like, I, I also don't think that it completely gets rid of what the Jedi are because, like, Luke still had connections with Han and Leia. They were his family, essentially. I think that that, that is, like, a rendition or a modern retelling, which is kind of funny because we went back for the prequels and um, it's, it's kind of like a... Just like advancing the same way the world has advanced with um, like civil rights movements or even same sex marriage and all of that. Like it's just an advancement of the way things have been for the Jedi Order and it's it's symbolic and it shows growth for the character, I think. But I, I could see the, a lot of fanboys would absolutely hate seeing um, Obi-Wan do something like that. It would be an interesting character study, though. I think so too, and I think, and I think Obi Wan grapples with a couple of things. I think one of those is his failure, you know, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I think another one is it's just like you know his. It probably is you know his idea and his connection to, um. You know the Jedi Council, the Jedi Order, the Jedi Way, because you know his master was a Qui Gon Jinn, and Qui Gon, you know like canonically denied a place on the Jedi council because he didn't align with all of their ideals, but he was still well-respected. And so I feel like, you know, <clears throat> I feel like Obi-Wan has these two sides that pull at him. One of like this obligation, but also this one of questioning. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it lends for some really interesting storytelling and I would be really interested to see where it goes, but kind of want to talk about Darth Vader now. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, that was it was really good to see him though in this and to see his like his movements were just it was uh excuse me, I'm tired. <laughs> I went on a hike earlier today. Um but his movements and the way he he worked through fighting Obi-Wan, it was very dark and scary. Like it was an intense couple of minutes like 
not knowing when he was going to pop up and then hearing the the lightsabers go off and and it was also a lot of symbolism in that as well with like the light of Obi-Wan's lightsaber how it leads him and guides him but at the same time it was blinding him to what was around him because it was hard to see anything and so it was it was a very interesting symbolic fight as well and then the fire that was put out and put back on it was it was an intense couple of minutes and a brutal too with obi-wan getting dragged through the fire and tortured the same way anakin was left to die it was it, it was intense i feel like i like this age of darth vader that we're in right now he's very scary since like the end of rogue one into this you know anytime you see darth vader he is not someone you mess with he is someone to be avoided. And I think, you know, when you watch the prequels, you you admire, or you, when you watch the original trilogy, you admire Darth Vader. Um, in this day and age, I don't think very people, many people are intimidated by him. There are some shots, like in Empire Strikes Back, when he and Luke have that fight um, in Bespin, which is iconic. But also, like, you see the way they frame him and and his and his place in the in the in the shot is just you know higher than everybody and he's he's supposed to be intimidating he's supposed to scare people and I feel like this age of Darth Vader in these movies and in these shows is very much like do not mess with him stay away from this man he will hurt you and you know immediately from his entrance you know Obi Wan immediately feels something's wrong he walks out he looks outside and you see Darth Vader walk around the corner. And it's not enough that Obi-Wan's afraid of him. It's also he walks through and just starts torturing people, essentially, in this small village because he's looking for one man. And that's just terrifying, you know? It was terrifying. And it wasn't even the biggest. I didn't feel like it was the biggest part of the episode, (coughs) but it felt long. And it was drawn out, and it was great. And I... I just loved seeing the interaction between the two and the dialogue between the two. And yeah, it was just great to see him have a comeback. And it's sad because like, I feel like these are the prime years of Darth Vader compared to like the empire strikes back and (laughs) all of those movies. And, but it's, they can do a lot more with the character now. And so you mentioned something that I kind that I wanted to touch on and this is how I felt about it. You know, I felt like the obvious highlight of this episode for me was the exchanges shared between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. And not so much because of what was said, but because of what it meant to Obi-Wan. You know? Um, Because at some point, Obi-Wan Kenobi asks him, you know, what happened to you? And Vader's response is, I am what you made me. And you can tell that that hurts Obi-Wan. And I feel like this is... This is where I feel like the show for me would be on another level is the more that it explores this theme. Because I feel like at the start of the show, the big, or since episode two, the shadow hovering over Obi-Wan. No, even at the beginning of the show even still. The shadow hovering Obi-Wan is his failure as a Jedi Master. His failure to see and prevent the uprise of Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. And so <clears throat> I feel like this is what the show needs to like, for me, that would make it like super good is depending on how they explore it towards that theme. 
and you know makes obi-wan come back to like maybe he doesn't even come back in this show you know maybe it is very empire strikes Biaxi, and he just feels a certain way but i but you know i feel like when you see him again in a new hope he's kind of figured it out and when he confronts vader again he's at that point he knows like he says to him you strike me down i'll be more powerful than all, than you'll ever know and so like that change is something that need that I feel like the show has to get across for me, and it and it's through that conflict of Obi Wan's past. Yeah, um, failure the greatest teacher is, um, as Yoda you, said. I was to say, did you just make the that last up? Jedi. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. How wise, um, Bailey. Yeah, I I remember watching that in the Last Jedi, and I thought that was such a great line, and it shows exactly how, like, the Jedi have are known to fail for the general audience like we've seen them fail time and time again with um with the the order order 66 coming down on the jedi and them not being able to protect the people and bring peace like they were originally thought because palpatine had to infiltrate oh, had to infiltrate uh, the the republic and or the senate and it was just like failure is a massive part of of the storyline. That's what made the Empire Strikes Back so good too, is because the stakes were so high at the end of that movie and he essentially had failed and like in then Return of the Jedi he came back and then Luke failed again in um The Last Jedi, but he came back and it's it, the story of Star Wars is about redemption. And Obi-Wan hasn't really had his own redemption arc. And I think that's what this story needs, is his redemption and learning from his failures because there is so much growth that comes from failure rather than success. And so I, I think that it's just a really great um, trope that they could play on. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And that's, that's what I'm saying, like... <clears throat> For me, his his brother doesn't interest me, you know? Like, cool, he has yeah. a brother. But that's not the story I want to see from this. I feel like the the one they're trying to weave and the one that interests me is the story of, you know, Obi-Wan feels like he's failed. And he doesn't want to... He, he doesn't think he can be that person again because his initial attempt kind of ruined the whole universe, <laughs> the whole star Wars galaxy. <laughs> so I'm, you know, that's really what I want to dive into, you know? Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think that like his brother would be a good arc for the first season. I think like after, if they can portray the failure arc and learning from your mistakes well in this, I feel like that would be a, a good path to go down for a second season. Like something that would be palatable for some people. But we would have to wait and see if they even set this up for a sequel season, which there are rumors that it could get a second season. I know Kathleen Kennedy and Ewan McGregor are down to do more work with the Obi-Wan character. And even Hayden Christensen is going to be showing up in the Ahsoka show. Um, probably flashbacks to the Clone Wars. Um, or even, there, there are some moments in Rebels where... Darth Vader and Ahsoka meet. But, like, I could see him showing up in the second season of Andor, or, like, I, I love him in this prime of the Darth Vader renaissance between Revenge of the Sith and 
A New Hope. And I would love to see a Darth Vader TV show on Disney Plus. I think it could be really, really interesting. Or even if if he showed up in a Doctor Afra show, which is a very popular comic character, um, that has been rumored to show up in many series, but still hasn't. And he plays a heavy role in that and her origin and um and, and I I just want to see more of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll be honest, I don't think this episode's a fair episode to judge him on. Um mostly because <coughs> All he's doing is wearing the suit, you know. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, we got, we saw him. Oh no, there were the couple of moments on the the truck ride where he saw Anakin, um, in the robes, and he knew he was essentially after him. And so it was kind of an interesting thing to do with, like, I'm I'm wondering if they're gonna dive into the the Force, uh four Skype calls that they had in, <laughs> in the sequel trilogy. It would be really interesting to see Obi-Wan and Anakin have a conversation like that. So I have two questions for you here. First off, maybe unknown. Do we, do we have any theories on what Reva's doing with Leia here? Do you think she's just going to take her somewhere and say, give yourself up or we kill Leia? I think Reva has kind of left the Inquisitors because she's kind of the outcast child at this point. Really? You so think I she don't. Just I don't. I think she's gonna dip and then bring. She's. I think her goal is to bring her away from the Inquisitors, the Empire, to a completely different place so that Obi Wan follows her because Obi Wan isn't after Anakin, and so I think Obi Wan is gonna go after Leia, and Reva's plan is to essentially try to kill him and bring back his head to Darth Vader. And so that that eliminates the her trying to compete with the other Inquisitors to become the... The Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor. I should know this. I saw Rebels. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that that's what her MO is. And so, yeah, I think she's going to abandon the Empire to to try to bring him down, but she's probably weaker without them. Yeah. I did not even think that she would just, that, that's, that's a good theory that she would just leave and deal with it on her own because I feel like she's been very, she's been so independent this whole show. Like she's, her whole arc is about trying to be independent, trying to be on top. And so, you know, maybe that could be her story. I, I, I feel like, you know, just thinking about it, I think her play is to say, you know, like, I don't even know. I feel like she would be the one that would come to maybe Darth Vader and be like, look, I have this kid. We can hold him for ransom. But yeah, I don't know how that'll work. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure either. I, I like Leia, though. I, I enjoy her character. And the dialogue that she had with Obi-Wan in this episode was so good. So that was my first question. My second question is this. Do you think that's it for Darth Vader and Obi-Wan? No. The only reason I ask is this, is because in A New Hope, Darth Vader says to Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, when I left you. So at some point it, it makes it sound more like, because as I saw on TikTok somewhere, um, in, in The Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan leaves Anakin. You know, he's like deuces, bro. But... So something has to happen where Darth Vader just kind of either leaves or forgets Obi-Wan. 
either as mercy or as something else. So I feel like in this episode, Darth Vader kind of, Darth Vader could have, you know, he could extinguish those flames, right? And so yeah, I think, and maybe that's something else. Maybe Darth Vader's grappling with something, you know? Maybe he saw his master and he saw what he was doing to him. And then all of that happened and he had a second to kind of think. And he was like, dude, what, what happened between me and, me and this man? You know, you, you know, I could totally see Anakin or not Anakin, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan having this massive battle, this massive lightsaber battle. And then like Obi-Wan is about to die. But then Darth Vader just lets him leave because he'd rather have Obi-Wan live in fear of getting caught by the Empire and getting killed. I think that's more of an antagonizing um, characteristic that Darth Vader would do because it's more of torture for him. Like, I'm going to let you live to a long age so that you can, you can live in fear of me and my presence because I, I don't care if you live or die because you left me to die. And I, I think that would be a really interesting thing. Like when I left you, like I left you to live so that you could live in fear. It, it would be a really interesting. I think that would be powerful. I don't do. I think it's going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> I could see, but. you know what I could see? Probably given that the way that Vader kind of let them leave, I could almost see it as something where Vader could obviously beat him or kill him if he wants. But not even just the idea of living in fear. Maybe it's just the idea of like, I'm letting you go this one time because of, you know, because of who you are and what we were. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I could see that. Yeah, I I'm I imagine it will be something along those lines of like I'm gonna like sparing his life, and so yeah, it'll be really. I hope these last three episodes deliver. Yeah, we're halfway through. How are you feeling? I like the show. I like it a lot. I I think that there's a lot of unknowing unknown at this moment, and so. It's hard to say, like, I rank this show above The Mandalorian or below The Mandalorian. Yeah. At this point, I mean, it's, it's above way Book of above Boba Fett. But... Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one thing we know for sure. Yeah. I'm not expecting Obi-Wan to write a rancor on, uh, on uh, an Empire ship and taking out Clone and Darth Vader. But yeah, I I think this show is really good. I honestly, I would love to see an Inquisitor spinoff of this show, following them and how they killed the Jedi, and and like even if it's just an anthology series following specific characters and how they became Inquisitors, because the Inquisitors are intriguing to me because a lot of them were Jedi that left the Order to hunt other Jedi. It's definitely there's some interesting ground that we could tread on now so but they're probably not going to because it's star wars and yeah that's a dark place but i'm i'm enjoying the show a lot so far i i'm i'm liking it a lot more than the marvel shows and it's restoring my faith in star wars as far as what they can deliver for the audience and the fans yeah i agree um well, is there is there anything else you wanted to add about this episode? Anything else about the series going forward? No, but I will be up late watching this episode tonight. This new episode. So episode four comes out tomorrow. Uh, 
we're going to watch it. We're going to record, talk about it. And then we would love to hear any theories, any thoughts you guys had on the new episode. And then uh, we will record and talk about it. So um, we are grateful that everybody was here to listen. We, uh, you can follow us on social media. On Instagram, we're abcinema.pod. On Twitter, we are abcinemapodcast. We're on Letterboxd as abcinemapodcast. On Facebook, you can find us as abcinema. And our email is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know your thoughts, your ideas, your theories. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, we hope everyone has a wonderful day. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Share us with your friends. Let them know that we're, what we're uh, talking about. And as always, keep watching movies.